All things work together for good to those who love God, who have been called according to his purpose. That scripture is coming from Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And I got it right, y'all. It's coming from the New International Version. So I've been listening, all right? I've been doing better. But welcome back to another episode of Girls on Another Level. From the clip I'm about to play, can you guys guess what profession we're going to be talking about today? We will start with the candidate's statements, and since only one bothered to show up, she will go first. Gwendolyn, you have five minutes. Today, I have the honor of interviewing Shalia. Did I pronounce it right? Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I, I totally understand. My name is Tiara, and a lot of people, because of the spelling, can never get it right. So I totally understand. They get creative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty so good. you guys, Shalia is a candidate for the Shelby County School Board District 5. And if you mm -hmm. guys don't know, for the Georgia people that listen, that is in Memphis, Tennessee, mm -hmm. y'all. So I have yeah. started to reach out who I get to interview on these episodes just so that you guys can understand and realize that it's not just Georgia all over the world there are a lot of black women specifically on their hustle and are empowering women so what influenced you to run for this position um well a few reasons uh one my background is in education um, I used to be a high school teacher um, and I say once an educator, always an educator. And so this is more of life work. Mm -hmm. um, the district that I'm running in, I grew up in this district and I'm a product of the schools, and I just wasn't seeing the representation that I desired. Um, I wasn't seeing um, someone who was engaged in the community, someone who was engaging educators and administrators. Uh, families, even students in the decision-making um, at the school district level. Um, and I knew that I could do the work and I knew that now was the time to do that uh, since the seat is open now. Um, and so I decided to, you know, just go for it. Um, like I said, this is life's work uh, in education, um, but specifically my focus is to make sure that the community is aware of the policy work that goes into education. Uh, whether you have a child at home or not, education affects everyone uh, in, in every avenue. Um, so really just wanted to elevate uh, those conversations um, and really just serve the community that raised me. And this is the best way I can do that. So what was the process like in trying to run? Like what are the requirements for Tennessee to be eligible to run for this um, position? Here's the funny thing. There are no requirements other than having a high school diploma. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, you need a high school diploma and you need a, a pulse. And, and that's pretty much it. That's all you need to run for school board. Um, that is something else that I wanted to make a priority. Uh, we have expectations and kind of outline what we want for other jobs and other positions, uh, but we don't have one for our school board members. Um, and, and I think that that's important to have. So right now you have to be able to show your high school diploma and that you're a real person and that's it. Oh, wow. So what attributes right. or characteristics do you think it takes 
um, to possibly be a school board district member? Um, to be an effective school board member, you have to have a heart for the work. You have to have a heart for children themselves. Um, a lot of people, well, I've seen some people get into it for the wrong reasons, uh, want some type of political platform or power to do some other things, and they just kind of use school board to get there, um, and so, which is unfortunate. Okay. So you did state that clearly is anyone can really run for this position. Everybody want to post on a high school diploma. <laughs> so what do you think would be some qualifications that you would want to implement in a person wanting to be in this position? Um, I would like to see more people who have done previous work in education. I don't think you necessarily have to be a classroom teacher, but show some type of work or, or service area dealing with children, dealing with education. Um, so that's one. And two, actually live in the district, not just move there right before it's just the cutoff time to get on the ballot, mm -hmm. um, which that happens. But really, <laughs> you know, be invested in the community that you want to represent. Um, I don't want to put too many parameters around it because then they, it can prevent barriers for people. And mm. everybody should have a right to run for school board. Um, but there are certain things that, you know, need to be elevated. You need to live in the district, be invested in that community, uh, and then have some type of previous experience uh, in education. Okay, so how do you specifically invest in your community? I saw that you're the founder and executive director of Living Grace mm -hmm. Incorporated. Mm -hmm. So how do you yeah. invest? Um, well, with my nonprofit, we've been in operation for almost five years, about four and a half years now. Um, so a few years ago, I decided to advocate for homeless youth, uh, not just locally, but statewide and nationally. Um, it was an issue that I saw uh, first in my classroom when I was teaching. And when I tried to find resources for this child, there were none um, or there were limited amounts. And so instead of echoing uh, an issue or a complaint, I decided to find a solution. And so created this nonprofit that uh, really increases academic success for students that are identified as homeless. Uh, mm -hmm. We give school supplies, toiletries, uh, we do college and career readiness, grooming services, healthcare uh, referrals, all of that for um, our students every month during the school year. Um, and so that's one way uh, I've, I've been able to invest uh, the past few years, uh, but just doing some grassroots work, um, just serving families that are in need, um, you know, whether that is helping them with transportation, whether that's helping them with, you know, getting, securing food, whatever it need, whatever the needs are, my focus is to take care of home first. Uh, this is my home. I've been here my whole life. Uh, and I, I'm vested in the community. I'm vested in the people. Um, and so I think that's important to have that aspect. So what are some other challenges other than homeless youth in your area that you're facing with education-wise? So homelessness is not a huge issue in my specific district. It's more of a citywide uh, issue, um, specific to District 5 and a few other districts throughout the school uh, system. Uh, I really want to elevate um, that post-secondary success component. I think that we have students that are graduating their senior year, they're walking across the stage, getting a high school diploma, and you know we really don't know where they're going. We don't really know what happens to them. Uh, but I think it's unfair and a disservice to those students 
to walk with them from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade and just cut them off and say, you know, you're on your own. Like, how are we supporting students as they transition from high school to either a career or college or whatever it is that they, they decide to do? Uh, I think we're missing that piece. And that, that age group between 18 and 24 that I've seen, there's a huge struggle with that transition. Uh, and I think it's our responsibility, not just school board members or educators, but just the community as a whole mm-hmm. to help our young adults with that transition. And so post-secondary success would be, um, I really like to elevate that conversation throughout throughout all of our districts. Wow, that's amazing. I'm actually uh, graduating college in December of this year. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And I feel like even when I graduated high school, a lot of teachers, a lot of people in my community where I'm from don't really emphasize it. It's kind of like they kind of do the job that they need to get by, but they don't truly mm-hmm. invest. So that really means a lot to hear you say that you're for the community, mm-hmm. for the students, because we face in we cultivate the rest of the world you know after right. you graduate it's it's up to us now to lead other young people um right. so i really commend you for actually investing in really being in your <laughs> in your word about it because i've had multiple um advisors teachers saying yeah i'll be there to help you and I don't know what I'm doing, you know, so I need some, some type of guidance. Right, but, um, right. They right. I still have students that call me. I have really? That, I, I taught mostly seniors, juniors and seniors when I was a high school teacher. Mm-hmm. And I've been removed from the classroom maybe three and a half, almost four years now. And I still have students calling me, uh, asking me, you know, Miss Harris, I'm doing this, this and this, but uh, what else am I supposed to be doing? Uh, you know, even when I was still teaching, I had students that graduated and they came back to visit. They came back to visit uh, uh, my classroom and I'm looking at them like, who comes back to high school? Like, what were y'all doing? <laughs> they didn't know what to do. They did. They really didn't know. One, they wanted just to visit, but two, they didn't know what they're supposed to be doing. Even if they did go the college route and they're in school, you know, nobody's talking about campus life conversations like how do I stay safe how do I get you know my dorm rooms how do I schedule my classes you know if you go the career route directly like how do I you know interview does my resume look okay I don't think we're having we have the expectation for young adults to be prepared but have we actually done the work to make sure that they they're able to meet that expectation and so that's that missing piece that I want to fill in that's amazing. Well, I support you fully, 100%. Thank you, girl. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> no problem. So I saw that you officially announced in March um, mm-hmm. that you were running. So what was the mm-hmm. preparation like before you officially announced with getting your campaign together and all of that? Oh, gosh. Um, in preparation for the campaign itself, um, I prepared probably a year prior, a year prior to the announcement date, March 24th, 2020. I've been working on this for about a year. Um, And that includes making sure that I myself was prepared mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, psychologically, because it's a lot. Um, And so I did take a few days just to mentally prepare for the announcement itself, because that Mm -hmm. day was loaded. Um, so t- t- took that mental break for myself, 
um, made sure that I had a strong team. Um, there were some things that I wanted to get in place before I made the announcement. Um, I've seen enough people in this political world um, not prepared. And it's, it's very evident that they weren't prepared for their campaign. I just didn't want to be one of those people. Um, and so I wanted to have, make sure I had a strong team in place, making sure that all my paperwork was in place first, making sure that I, I followed the, uh, uh, the steps of the election commission to get everything in uh, before I made the announcement, make sure I had my platform up, my website was tight, you know, ready for people to donate if they wanted to, making sure that the site was secure, um, making sure all of the, 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 the important things were done. Um, before I posted something on Facebook, that was the last thing, you know, uh, that I wanted to focus. Mm -hmm. I did the photo shoot probably a few days before the announcement um, because that was the last thing on my mind. I want to make sure that my foundation is strong and tight before I jump into this. Because once you announce, you can't take it back. <laughs> like it is out there, <laughs> out there, you know, in the world of screen screenshots and all that stuff. It's out there. Nothing can be erased. Um, so just making sure that I had a, a, a strong team. Um, a tight platform and that me myself I was prepared um, mentally physically emotionally spiritually all of that uh, for this journey okay so what is your campaign platform I know I've read up on your information but some people that are listening may not know exactly what your campaign platform is so could you kind of mm -hmm. um, dive into that a little bit sure sure uh, so we've already talked about one which is um, post-secondary success, being able to track students as they transition after high school. Um, the second one will be to elevate CTE, which is career and technical education, um, the trade courses and that route. Um, being able to elevate that conversation and kind of change the narrative on it. Um, people consider it the alternate route to college. And that's not necessarily true. Uh, if we look at the state that we're in now, there are plenty of people, unfortunately, that have lost their jobs, you know, lost, you know, homes and all that. But look at who's actually working. We have to have plumbers. We have to have electricians, you know, certain careers like that. We need 24 7, 365. They never go out. Um, mm -hmm. So just being able to change the narrative on those trade courses, being able to increase uh, the availability of those courses in our high schools and middle schools. Uh, and the certification for them. Um, so CTE, post-secondary. Another thing I wanted to focus on was our legislative agenda process. Um, a lot of people, one, have never heard of that, uh, and even more so, don't even know what it is. Um, so every legislative session, which usually starts around January, February, um, we, or the school board, uh, uses their lobbyists, um, to advocate for different policies that they want to put in place for the school district. Now, these policies uh, or these ideas um, impact everyone, whether you're a teacher or a principal, student, whomever, it impacts everyone. So everyone needs to know what that process looks like, what's mm -hmm. going on in that agenda every session, um, and be able to provide feedback. Now, me as a community member, I need to know that as well. And being able to expand that conversation and engage the community on what the school district is doing, there's no transparency around that. Um, and so I do want to elevate that as well. Um, the fourth thing that I want to do, fourth and last, um, I say last, it, these are just my top priorities. 
Um, it's really build connection between other elected officials in my district. Uh, for example, there's school board, we have a county commissioner, we have a city council person, we have a state representative and a senator that represents each district. Well, some of those districts overlap. And so the school board member, if there's an issue in education, that conversation should be elevated to the city council person or the county commissioner, the state rep, like everybody has to be involved. It can't just be, you know, political silos. I'm trying to bust political silos. Like everybody has to collaborate to get mm -hmm. this work done. Because at the end of the day, like whether our students are performing well or not in the classroom impacts our entire economy. Uh, and just elevating that conversation uh, and bring more awareness to it. I know that was a whole lot. I mean, I can talk about <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. I think it's very important because whoever it is that's voting, sometimes they kind of just hear the surface level of a candidate's platform, but they don't look to the, the nitty gritty where, you know, yeah, it sounds good surface layer, but once that person mm -hmm. gets into office, are they really going to implement their platform, their strategies, their ideas that they have to change. So it's very important. It was not long, so okay. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> like that's, that's just a high level version of it. I can go deeper into one, but you know, accountability is very important to me. If you hear me say something I'm gonna do, you know, now it's not just for my campaign. If I'm seated and I'm not doing it, I expect you to call me out. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a strong advocate of accountability. If I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. If not you have the right to check me on it. So what are some other qualities that you think, not for a school board district member, like I asked before, but for a candidate, what are some qualities to have? Okay. Um, I would say know, know, the, know the landscape, like know, know your community well, um, already be invested in it. You don't want to just pop out of nowhere uh you know packing food bags like already do the work like let people know that you you know you've been doing this for a minute you're not just doing it for the cameras um and then know the policies know the laws know the issues that people are facing and don't add to the complaints like come up with a solution if you know that there's an issue uh with I'll say something simple trash pickup in your community and that's been elevated in some town halls like, what are you doing to find a solution with that? Who are you talking to? Who are you collaborating with? Like, be solution-oriented. Um, because at the end of the day, when people vote for you, that's what they're looking for. Someone who can solve my problems. Mm, that's really deep. I think, just for me, um, I'm not too into politics and stuff like that, but um, mm -hmm. which I should be. <laughs> um, but just hearing that a lot of people state the obvious, but don't do anything to back it up or help solve that problem is very important. So even the fact that you're just mentioning that because a lot of people I know, not even just with politics, but just in mm -hmm. everyday life, it's kind of, oh, yeah, I've noticed this. Well, since you noticed mm -hmm. it, what do you do about it, you know? Exactly, exactly. Be a doer. Be a doer every day in your community. That's your purpose. That's why you're still here. That's why you're still breathing. Like, be a doer. Get something done. Yes. So how has your life changed since you officially announced? Oh, gosh. Um, I feel more vulnerable than I've ever felt in my life. Um, having to be 
one, I'm more, naturally I'm an introverted person. Like I can be, you know, outgoing and all that stuff if I need to, I can turn it on. But naturally I just kind of like to be in my own little space, doing my own little thing, not being bothered. But with this campaign and just being an elected official, period, like you have to be, you're exposed. Everything is, is, is open. Everything is, you know, the public can have access to. Um, and so the biggest thing for me right now is just being comfortable being vulnerable to everyone. Um, and then, you know, I have to be engaged. Engagement, voter engagement right now is different just because of COVID. Um, but being innovative mm-hmm. in that and, and always having to, you know, like I have to send out, well, I don't have to, but I choose to send out community newsletter. This is what's going on in the community. This is what's going on in my campaign. Um, being up to date on social media every day, that is draining. <laughs> having to post so much, you know, about what you're doing just so <laughs> that you stay relevant, you know, during the campaign, because, you know, election is a few months away. It's exhausting. That in itself is exhausting. Making sure that you're always on your P's and Q's, it's, it's exhausting um, because you're just, you know, you're out there, you're completely exposed. Um, so those would be the biggest thing, just being comfortable, being vulnerable, um, you know, having everything, you know, just, just out there, being transparent with people. Um, and then that social media thing, just, just constant with that, because if someone comments on something, you got to respond to it, you know? So that is mm-hmm. just a mental draining itself, but those are probably the top things. So I read that you are, and correct me if I'm wrong with the title, um, you're a state and local government affairs manager. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Are you currently still doing that as you're running with your campaign? Yes, I still have a full-time job, plus nonprofit, plus running a campaign. All of so that. So how do you balance all that? <laughs> um, I am, on the outside looking in, I'm insane. I'm mm-hmm. an insane person to take on all of this stuff at one time. Um, but my my biggest thing is just time management. Um it's easier said than done. Some days are better than others. Like today was a really good day. Um, and what I do is I take time just to plan things out, leaving room uh, for anything that might pop up, but just planning my day and, and sticking to that schedule and then being able to eliminate distractions. Like if it's not on my schedule today and it's not an emergency, you know, I can't mm-hmm. do it. But here's, here's a time where I can this week. Um, being able to say no things um is difficult and i have to give a hard no i can't do that that is i don't have the capacity for it um and that's another thing just knowing my capacity knowing what i can fit in one day and you mm-hmm. know by seven o'clock i'm done I, if i oh, get wow. by seven it, it's not going to get done whether it's my job whether it's my nonprofit or my campaign by 7 p.m i, I can't help you we'll, we'll roll it over to the next day or or you know some, some other time during the week um, but you have to set boundaries. Uh, and I've learned, I learned that the hard way because I was draining myself. Um, mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if I'm not a healthy candidate, you know, that's the whole campaign is gone. Right. So I have to, you know, take those mental breaks and just set up those boundaries. So by 7 p.m., if it's not done, you know, we'll do it tomorrow. Oh, wow. See, I mm-hmm. wish I could be. <laughs> it's hard. It took me a long time to get here. It took me a long time to get here because I, I sometimes I'm a night owl, and I can be up one and two o'clock in the morning working on stuff. But then the next day I'm drained, 
And so, mm-hmm. you know, I've lost half of the next day, you know, not sticking to, you know, my plan. So by seven o'clock, that's it. I can't help you. And then my phone goes on, do not disturb at 10 p.m. Oh, wow. After 10 p.m., I can't this- help you. From 10 p.m. Yeah. until 8 a.m., I can't help you. I'm sorry. Wow. Maybe that's, that's- something I need to start trying to... <laughs> Somebody told me, somebody had a hard conversation with me. You know, she just said, girl, look, we need you at 100%. And if you're up sending emails at 11, 12 o'clock at night and you're taking phone calls or whatever, that's not going to work. So I I had a a friend give me a hard conversation and say, you know, you have this uh, ability on your phone to press do not disturb. And here are your times. So from 10 p.m. to 8 a.m., I'm I'm off limits. Can't do it. (sighs) Kudos to you. (laughs) I mean, you you have to, I have to work, so I have to do my job. I'm running a campaign, I have other responsibilities, and, you know, I don't want my house to be dirty. Like, I have on my calendar a couple hours a week to wash clothes. I put it on my calendar. Like, I have to, you know, maintain balance within my home in order to be, you know, effective outside my home. Mm -hmm. So, just just take me in my journey. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. It took a long time, but I finally made it, and we were making things work because, you know, in, you can't function in chaos. If your room is a mess, if your closet is a mess, it might seem simple, but it impacts you mentally. It impacts your everyday work. Like, you need to, you know, be organized in your home in order to be effective outside your home. Mm, that's deep right there. <laughs> no, that's a word. That's a word, girl. That's a word. <laughs> So I'm just curious, have you faced any backlash or negative comments throughout your campaign? Um, I wouldn't call it backlash or negative words. I will say I'm a, I, I've been a little shocked by um, some things that people have said. Um, I'm 32 years old. People have said, I, well, you're a little young to run. And I'm like, mm, okay. Uh, I'm young, I'm inexperienced, I've never been on a school board before. I'm like, well, who has been on a school board before they run for school board? Like, (laughs) I mean, just ignorant things that people say, and I think it's out of their, it's out of their comfort zone. It's out of, you know, they might have had one expectation of me, and I'm doing things a little bit different. And so they're trying to hold me back. You know, they try to come off with, well, you know, I, I, I care about you, but, you know, maybe you should just wait. Now is not the time. Says who? Who said it's not the time? Like, this is this is my journey. If you're uncomfortable with it, that's internal. Mm-hmm. And I've learned not to let people's internal battles dictate my purpose. That's not on me. If you have an issue with what I'm doing, what I'm doing, that that's a fight within yourself. I, I faced a little bit of that, but, you know, that comes with taking that time to be to build up my spiritual strength and my mental strength because I knew things like that would come um, mm-hmm. because just because people you know uh, love you and, and walk with you or related to you or, ha- or whatever doesn't mean they're always supporting you that's not an expectation I put on people you don't have to support me at the end of the day I'm, I'm still going to do what God has called me to do and I'm walking in his purpose and his calling as long as I'm doing that nothing else matters nothing else matters so I have had a little um, uh, I've been disappointed and a little shocked by things that people have said but not so much like backlash or anything super negative that's good I think Mm -hmm. the mindset that you have I know that you are older so you have you're not going through like high school things and what people say Mm -hmm. like 
high school little catty stuff. But that's oh, that just... doesn't grow. People don't grow out of that. People do not grow <laughs> out of cattiness. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. That, mm-mm, mm-mm, that still happens. It's it's probably worse as you get older. To be honest, really? Oh yes, yes. People will finesse the mess out of you. I promise. They they will bring it up. They will you know be petty. It, it does not. It doesn't matter what sector. You can be in corporate America. You could be in nonprofit sector, entrepreneurship, whatever. People struggle internally so much and they don't deal with their own issues that it automatically pours out of them onto other people. And if you don't watch it and you're not aware of it, you can get caught in that mess. And so mm-hmm. I, I think it's worse as you get older. I feel like I'm giving you more words than what you're asking for, but I just, <laughs> I think it's I just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you are totally fine. It's all good. I'm taking this in just for my personal life as well. So mm-hmm. anybody else mm-hmm. that's listening, they're going to catch it. Not just one word, but a couple. So, right, please, off please, the gym. Write, it down. <laughs> write it down. Um. So, what are your goals that you're looking forward to accomplishing this year, or even into 2021? Because I know 2020 kind of isn't starting off too Boom. good. But <laughs> tried it. 2020 came in and tried it. I will say he just threw everything off. Um, Professional goals for this year going into next year um, is to really just tighten up on my skills. Um, I want to be, um, I want to pursue excellence in everything. And I want to be able to to really hone in on my craft and make sure that I'm always, bringing something significant to the table, making sure that I'm always presenting myself as an asset in whatever room I'm in. Um, So just tightening up on things. um, The past six or seven months, uh, I've I've delved into the world of telecommunications and Mm -hmm. I've never been in this sector before. And so it's like learning a whole new language. And so Mm -hmm. taking the time to do the research, to study and to just you know, learn my craft and be a master of it. Um, and so that's my goal. Uh, not that I'm going to learn everything, uh, but that's my goal the remainder of this year going into next year. Um, just make sure that I'm always being an asset and, and being solutions oriented um, in what I'm doing. Um, I would tie in a little bit personally because my personal goals do kind of filter into professional. Um, going back to my scheduling, just making sure that uh, if I say I'm going to do something, then I need to make sure I have the capacity to do it um, and making sure that I am, you know, just keeping my schedule tight uh, and making sure that I'm not just doing things just just to kind of check off a box, but mm-hmm. putting quality over quantity uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So the big day is coming up shortly in a couple It'll of months. Be here before I know it. <laughs> August 6th is the day. How are you feeling about that day? Um, I am nervous, but not nervous in a fearful way. Nervous just naturally, you know, because you don't know what's going to happen. It's kind of nervousness of the unknown. Uh, I know that I'm going to work hard going up to the day um, and continuing. Um, I know that I'm going to do my part and I can just, you know, hope that the people in my community um, believe in me enough to to go to the polls and make and, and make that decision. Um, it'll be here when I say it'll be here in a minute. I mean, just in a blink of an eye, August sixth will be here. Um, and so, just making sure that I, I'm just doing my part. That's the only thing that I can control. Make sure that I'm working hard. Making sure that I'm being 
uh, uh, just a good advocate and a good representative of District 5. Okay. Well, as we wrap up, I wish I could vote for you, but sadly... I wish I... you could too, and all your friends, and your mom and them, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Although I can't um, get anyone in my Georgia area to... Uh, <laughs> to go to the voting for you is there any social media or your website where people in your area that may listen to this um can get sure. more information about you and your platform sure so everything is um on my website as far as my platform uh shaleaforschools.com s-h-e-l-e-a-h-f-o-r-s-c-h-o-o-l-s.com uh shalia for schools also i'm on facebook uh, Shalia for Schools and Shalia Harris, two uh, two different pages on there. Uh, I am on Twitter under Shalia Harris. Um, there are plenty of ways people can contact me. Um, you can either do social media, you can send me an email, shaliaforschools at gmail.com. Um, the biggest thing right now is for me is for people just to be aware of this election cycle that's coming up. It's more than just school board. Uh, don't forget about school board, but it's more than just that. Um, and, and making sure that you're just voting making sure that you're making um, sound judgment, sound decisions on who you're voting for and get get the background on the, on the candidates. You know, you have a right as a constituent, as an active voter to know who you're voting for, to reach out to these people, have conversations. They're supposed to be accessible to you and get the information that you need. I, I'll say that to anybody. If you're If you're an active voter, get the facts. You have that right to do that, but just vote. Just make sure that you're voting that's the thing vote yes that's very important i um actually um my organization at my school mm -hmm. we started to implement voting in our community as young young adults because mm -hmm. um, i my school is in a small town in valdosta georgia and you wait you're where valdosta georgia valdosta georgia <laughs> yes <What? laughs> Where is that? It's in South Georgia. It's about 15 or 20 minutes away from the Florida state line. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I learned something today. Okay. Yes. <laughs> A lot of people get that same reaction every time. Bob Dosta? <laughs> Never heard of it, but I know now. <laughs> but it's just like a lot of people are not aware of voting. They don't know where to go. Oh, they don't know the qualifications, you know, that you can be your way from home. A lot of people mm -hmm. don't know. So we've really worked hard in trying to, not just with that organization, but a lot of orgs on campus. We're taking people to the polls, really trying to get young people out there to vote. So I'm working on this journey with you to <laughs> spread the word. That's amazing. That's amazing. And you said you weren't deep into politics earlier. That is the most political thing you can do is get people to vote. <laughs> that, I mean, that is, that's, that's icing on the cake right there. Well, I feel great now. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm doing yes, something. You are, you are doing something great. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, is there anything that you wanted to share before we close out? I hope that anything that I was able to share benefit someone in some way um and helps them become a better person um that's the goal i, I don't I, i'm not here to highlight myself and things that i've been able to do but how i can use my experiences to push the next person forward especially our sisters 
Um, I am an advocate for um, uh, black women to progress, women of color to progress, women, period, to progress and move forward. And so anything that I have, uh, I, I believe in servant leadership. And so if I have it, then we have it. Um, and, and specifically for you, uh, I'll make sure that you have my personal cell phone number. Uh, you're more than welcome to call me, text me, whatever uh, it may be. If I don't know it, I'll find, I'll figure it out. Um, but I want you uh, specifically to continue what you're doing. I think you're doing an amazing job. You graduated in December. I'm extremely proud of you for that. A lot of people didn't make it that far, but you did. Uh, and so just continue this great work that you're doing. Uh, continue to elevate uh, uh, women. Uh, continue to elevate women of color. Um, and just, you know, continue the path that you're on. Because I'm depending on you um, as our next generation of leaders uh, to move us all forward. Uh, thank you so much for that. I really mm-hmm. appreciate this so, so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. So, of course, I have to do the business spotlight. And this week is going to go to Mind Equals Matter. Um, it's a self-care business that focuses on mental health uh, through aromatherapy products, which is really great. Everybody can use those self-care days. So some of the products that they offer, um, they offer candles, hair serums, body butter, face scrubs, body scrubs, all that, everything you need, a complete self-care bundle package, okay? Um, but you can check out this business um, on their Instagram at mindequalsmatter.llc. If you're interested in, you know, ordering some of their products, go check it out. Their website is also linked in their Instagram. So you guys check out Mind Equals Matter. And with that, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Girls on Another Level.